Hi there. Welcome to Tech Talk Weekly. I'm Bob from Creation Station. Are you still interested in space? I think we are. Uh, this is our weekly show where we talk about three or four interesting tech topics that are in the news, give you a fun library fact, really cool this time, and send you on your way in about 20, 25 minutes. My good friend and guest today is Kimberly White, the head of summer. <laughs> you Hi, are. Bob. You're the head and of I'm summer for now. And I'm sitting at your desk and there's all sorts of fun things here. Isn't there fun stuff? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. So if only I could do a desk tour. Oh, yeah. No, the camera's not quite as good, but we mm. could we, we'll come up with that another time for a, you. You have a lot of fun, fun gadgets. I have lots of miscellaneous things <laughs> that I play with as I'm talking on the phone and sitting in meetings and people can't see my camera as I'm, yeah. But when I'm on camera like this and we have topics to cover, okay, let's, sorry. yeah, no, 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 it's a great thing. We're going to come back and hit all the summer stuff because that's what we do. Star summer is always Kimberly White. Um, let me get us in our first thing. So I was teasing about space is still interesting because I know it seems like at least once a month we do a space story and I, this story here today, this first one, I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And I wasn't going to put it in the rundown until I talked to somebody else yesterday. And they were like, oh, did you see this splashdown? And I'm like, oh, maybe other people do want to see this. Oh, people still are interested in space. Yeah. Do, do you? What do you think about? So this is the Axios, uh, uh, Axis, I'm sorry, uh, landing. Uh, they went up on a SpaceX. It's a, the second private um, space mm -hmm. company, SpaceX launches them. They, they basically bought a ride on SpaceX, take paid visitors and paid scientists up to the space station. They go up, they do their experiments. They've been up there for a week or so. And now they just got back on the 30th. Um, and they made a big splash. Mm -hmm. So do you notice these things at all, Kimberly? Do you pay any attention I, to the space stuff that I, happens like that? Not really. I, I think I was mentioning to you, you know, I'm a, I'm a kid of the seventies and eighties. So I was a, you know, at school with the challenger launch and yeah, um, that's, that's so I think a... I have like some complicated feelings around space and launch. And that's okay. But you know, so, yeah. um, but yeah, it's cool. I guess, I, I guess the idea that, you know, anybody really could go and the idea of like competition, I guess, against like yeah. a government program and a private program is that's, that's kind of the cool thing. I mean, the spacesuits are much cooler nowadays. Yeah. Like, are they going to get the better? Are they, are those privately paid people going to have like the newer things? You know, it's fascinating to start thinking about. Yeah. Oh, right? definitely. And, and, you know, like last year when the first uh, real space touristy people went up on there and they complained about how much work they had to do, quote unquote, um, the people are really understanding that, yeah, this is not like a hotel that you're going to. You're going up there and you're working, you're doing things. You have to stay out of the way of the professional astronauts if you're not already an engineer kind of person, which is basically what happened here is they brought up real engineers. They brought up people who were doing real work and then to help fund that, oh, let's get a couple of rich people to buy a ticket to come up with us for 10 days. To just watch? They just they they give they they're given tasks. Oh okay. Yeah, they they are given a real task. They have to go through all the same training also. 
because you, in case of an emergency, you have to be able to help out if something goes wrong on launch, on landing, uh, while you're there over that 10 day period. So there's a lot there. Um, and one of the people that went up extended her because that is the person who's got the longest time in space is a female NASA astronaut is the long, she, over two years worth of time in space now accumulated oh all together for all of her trips back and forth and everything. So yeah, she was one of the people that they took up there to go do some of these um, experiments and stuff. So wow. they're real people. This is a, this, <laughs> they're real people. Yes. Yeah. They're real people. This is a sidebar, but it's another question. Like, have they done studies? I'm sure they have. Um, like the long-term effects of being in space that, yeah. that long. Like, yeah. Is there They've done uh, two different types of experiments. One that goes for length, pure length of time. Uh, they did that with mm -hmm. the twins, uh, two astronauts. Uh, mm -hmm. There are twins. One stayed on Earth. One stayed on the space station for over a year and then measured their DNA against each other again when he came back and, and go back and forth and see the physiological changes as well as some of the chemical stuff that happens in the brain and everything uh, as they're trying to prepare these longer-term missions out to the moon and everything. Plus... Uh, they are doing testing with her um, and saying, okay, well, this is what's going to happen if you continually go in and out of low earth orbit and subject your body to gravity back and forth, because we're going to have taxi drivers in space soon. I know that sounds like a crazy thing, but we, yeah, yeah go Kimberly. Oh, I was just going to, I was looking for the name because I didn't want to say the wrong thing, but there was a um, show on Apple TV, Hello Tomorrow. Have you seen it? I have not. And it's this no. idea that there's these like salespeople who are selling like homes and things on space. And so cool. it's this whole idea of like people who are, um, you know, wanting to escape the doldrums of earth. They can go like buy a house on space and it's there's, I don't want to say much more because there's a lot of other things that happen, but it's, yeah, that sounds fun. That sounds cool. Fascinating. Yeah. It's fascinating. And the way they like set the scene is it's kind of like, looks like it's set in the fifties, but it's futuristic. So it's okay. just very interesting. Cool. I don't know. So it just brings up all these like ideas that, I don't well, know. Yeah, people are the... so drawn to going to, you know, the idea of going yeah. Space and well, speaking of the 50s, I mean, here we go. We're talking less than three years from now. Japan plans on having power being beamed down to Japan from outer space. Yeah, when you when I first oh. like was, I, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't really understanding what what the benefit so is. The, but it the seems quick, like they the, can yeah. capture solar. Yes, so your solar, solar panels um, you can have small. Yeah, you can right? have smaller solar panels. Uh, that are the efficiency on the solar panels is greatly enhanced by having them up there in space and then beaming it down. And they did this test, the country of Japan did this test back in 2015 with how, are, how does this kind of thing work? Is, could we really beam power back and forth? They did a very low energy, low th cost thing to test it and said, yes, now they've got their, they've booking flights for their satellites to go up. And then just this morning, Caltech releases a brand new study where their experiment worked 
and now it's a space race again for green energy of getting solar power from space. I know it sounds crazy if you're not thinking about it. Like, I mean, why don't you really, just yeah. put a solar panel out there in the Mojave Desert and collect a lot of sun that way? Isn't that easier? And it, but it produces a lot more solar. What they're saying is like a yeah. gigawatt, which is yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one nuclear right reactor, now. So it produces yeah, seventy thousand homes for a year from one solar panel up in space versus the how much you have to do down here on the planet. It's only going to be seven billion dollars. Well, that's that is the thing. You know, you got to get it started, and once you get started, it's a lot cheaper. Once you start building and building and building, mm -hmm. uh, but they did. I mean, this is something where this is not a theoretical, simple, basic test one like Japan did. They launched a satellite in January, Maple, which is their microwave array uh, power transmitter. Uh, for Caltech, and it received I, power. I do like maple. Everything though. does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Syrup's a good thing. I, I like this idea. Yeah. Um. Wow, that's cool. Okay. Isn't it? Yeah. It really and is. so the thing that most people don't think about is we need, obviously we're going to green energy because we need it, but to truly be green, quote unquote, you need to be able to be environmentally sensitive also. They've got all these solar panels. If you look out in Southern California now, out in the Mojave, they one of the largest places in the world for collecting solar energy because, quote unquote, nothing lives there except for the wild animals that we've just erased their tracks for how they can go back and forth or the people who lived out there and Native Americans, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So, yeah, um, this is going to solve all those problems because now you just need to build one receiving station and take in that power and go. Yeah, it's getting harder to, yeah. Did, did you I ever play you Sim to... City when you were a kid, Kimberly? No, sorry. Okay. Well, no, in there they have the they have this kind of thing in, in the simulators and, in, in, you know, the city building um... things. And then when the laser goes wrong and it tracks out over your city and leaves a burning <laughs> swath with its laser. Yeah. There's, there's some things we have to think out first before we put super huge lasers up in space, but yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, mean, I know cool they don't mention think. that in the article. And, you know, many years ago I lived for like a season at the, um, the Grand Canyon. And I just remember like just the water, like the water example is, you yeah. know, just getting water from the bottom of the Canyon up was just this little simple pipe. And even just like electricity with, you know, Hoover Dam and all of that, like eventually, like you say, you know, probably need another solution. So it, it's yeah. fascinating to, Oh yeah. I don't know. It's just think craziness. About, all the stuff that but, we, that's happening with it. But the long-term yeah. effects of like sending that, back i don't know like it's gonna be health effects i don't know well it, the health effects are pretty pretty um ignorable because the only people that are going to be affected would be the workers in the actual receiving plant so it would be just like working in any other high intensity Nuclear, electrical field yeah. kind of thing okay. this is what you got to do and do um Okay. Speaking of people, <laughs> yeah. 
Here's the one that I, I, you got to tell me about this one now, Kimberly. So (laughs) do you like having strange people in your photos? Well, this is what I was going to say is that maybe not at the time, but I think some of the best photos are the ones where you can see like random slices of life from back in the day or like the, you know, random person who didn't notice the first time who's in a speedo at central park or whatever, you know? (laughs) So like they're, they're in the background. So yeah, maybe in the beginning, if you're trying to make it frameable, I can see the benefit of taking someone out. So it looks a little more picturesque, but some of those people in the background are the best parts of the photos, you know, but. And this uh, here, a good example of, of a family photo that, like you said, you lose a lot of character. There's a, a meme that's going around on Reddit and everything like that about time traveler. You know, he's got a camera and he's wearing, you know, a, a particular kind of hat and, a, and, and what looks to be a hoodie and things like that. Um, Cause he's just, sta- it's at a university of Michigan football game. I think it is where he, and it, it just turns out that they did track down exactly. Okay. This is the person who just happens to be standing in the background there. And he does have a camera in his hand because it's one of the very early first portable cameras. And he was an eccentric person who would go take pictures. And he, he was a rich guy who could afford these things. And that's why he has this weird hat on and et cetera. And they walk through all of the stuff. It's like, he's not a time traveler. He just looks different than everybody around him. And you would lose that because if you were only taking, okay, here, we just want our football team picture right here. And we're going to erase all the background people. You take him out. Right. And you take out the, right. And you take out like the richness of the story of like a slice of life. Like lots of times it's the background items that help you like get a sense of what year it is or, you know, um, I mean, looking at this picture here that that we've got here, I mean, just the, the different types of swimsuits throughout all those different people that are back there and yeah, people, you know, right. you know and, and I love the idea that in the article itself, he says, oh, and the child on the left getting ready to throw a ball. And I'm like, uh, it looks to me like he has a bottle of something drinking there because that's what you used to be able to do is take bottles onto the beach and Uh we now would never think about taking glass out onto the beach but back then that's what they did so i'm like yeah yeah, it's, it's in trying to interpret it through the lens our modern lens versus what they see back then etc so yeah and it's funny because yeah we're doing it already in in present time, right? We're using uh-huh. magic eraser and we're taking background things out. So it's, you know, more Insta friendly or whatever, right? And posting yeah. it. But I never really thought about doing it with historical photos, which, um, uh-huh. so yeah. I don't know. It seems a little too. This is what clean, AI is bringing us. Up. You know, yeah. it's a little too cleaned up. Yeah. You're, you're trying to, to, to make history fit your mold instead of actually what really happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Hmm. Not great, but I, I, yeah. I don't want to erase anything. I want to leave it there. But I think that there's a good way of leaving a watermark or some kind of thing like saying this photo has been edited. And Adobe right. 
and some people ha are starting to do that. If you use the new Adobe AI tools, it embeds a watermark in your in your image that indicates that this was edited by an AI so that anyone who goes to look at it will know you changed that. That's not an original. You did something to create that. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, right. Yeah. I, yeah. I like that. I think that's a good solution because I think sometimes you might want to clean it up for a frame, but you know, when you're looking at a pile of, yeah, photos, exactly. You want to go through and find some cool mm -hmm. stuff. Well, the new cool thing out there, one last little bit for us. I, I really wish this is something I could show people because then you'd be done with it. Now, remember these are all in the show notes. You can go follow this link in the show notes you can do this on a browser. You can download the app if you really want to. Don't. Um, there's no need to download another app. Use your browser on your phone to do this. And you get this little owl that's floating here in midair. Kind of hard to see in that picture. And it is a little um, powered by AI, augmented reality image of an owl that you can talk to and get answers about the rainforest. Hmm. He's very cute, but is that all he does? Is that is question? all he does. Yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. Because with yeah, Pokemon yeah, yeah. Go, you know, it's a game and all that's different things, right? Yeah. But, okay. Am I, I supposed to be impressed? Oh. <laughs> I, th th I'm, I'm, I am not impressed. I okay. think that it's interesting, and I think if they would have paired this with a large language model, that mm -hmm. make this owl like a Pokemon, but mm -hmm. make it so that I can talk to it. Mm -hmm. Make it so that I can just ask any questions and it can just give me back answers. Even if you want to restrain it so that it only gives very specific answers or very specific topics. Um, at least that would be more interesting and I'd use it a lot more. Even in the article where they're talking about how cool this is, they're like, yeah, it's great for about five minutes. Yeah, they're basically saying like it's not supposed to be like Pokemon Go. Yeah. It's more supposed to be like a proof of like concept could, of look, this yeah, is what you could do. This real you're having a real conversation. It's more about like having the like, back and forth conversation with the owl, I guess. Yeah. Um which it, you know it's cool, it's fun, maybe. I, I think that this is another one of those things where as we were talking at the beginning of the show. Maybe it's just that I'm a little jaded because I see all these things every day in my feeds all the time. So that's why I wanted to throw it in here to let other people go experience this. Go try this out and write us back. Creationstation at Broward.org comes right to us. Let us know. Did you try this out? Do you think it's cool? Do you not think it's cool? Who knows? I'm not sure. I know there is one thing that's cool. Oh, Some are at yes. your library. <laughs> Somewhere in your library. So are you so going to show Kimberly does, I will show anything that you need. So here's the login that you go to, broward.org slash library slash summer. Yep. So it's summer learning time at Broward County Library. So from June 1st to August 12th, 2023, we have summer learning. And there are two parts of it. One is summer challenges. So Bob just checked, clicked on uh, the software that we use called Beanstack, which is a challenge software. And you create an account and you can create an account for everyone in your family and you can link them together as a family unit. And then you start logging your reading and doing activities. And over the course of the summer, you're in digital badges. You can pick up 
free books and free reward packs at all of your branch locations. You can submit reviews. You can see events, all sorts of things. And then at the end of the summer and throughout the summer, we do lots of drawings to kind of generate excitement. You're going to see Kimberly and I doing some uh, (laughs) pop-up things about those. Yeah. Yeah. So this is just a way, an easy way to log reading. And if your student is a Broward County Public School student, then you can link your school account for Beanstack and your library account, and then you can toggle back and forth. Um, and, and adults also. Adults also. We have some great prizes all summer long. Adults, our big prize for adults is a staycation at Margaritaville in Hollywood, and we're really excited. I mean, who doesn't need a... Staff's not eligible know, to win. Staff's Ooh. not eligible and blah, blah. Um, And then on our website, that Broward.org, you can go to the link for Beanstack. There's an app, and then there's like an ISBN thing that you can scan your reading that way. And then there's also the events page on our website and the digital magazine. Yeah, the digital magazine, 50 pages just for June, July, and the beginning of August. Yeah. 50 pages of events happening at libraries all around where you are. You can go through this and go see everything. Come so this explains me. the reading challenges, yep, yeah. and it explains all the events, and then we have tons of really cool big featured events, um, and also summer lunches. So we have oh, yeah. 12 locations have summer break spots starting June 12th, running through August 11th, and that's also on our website. So anybody, kids 18 and younger, come and stop at one of those 12 locations and get a free nutritious lunch. And yeah, I mean, our colleagues have really outdone themselves. There are book discussions and art workshops and science workshops and Beatles tribute band performances. Oh yeah, that's going to be so so much fun. Yeah. I know. One's in Pompano on June 10th and one is here at Main Library, Main After Dark on June 23rd. There's Juneteenth events. There's Haitian heritage events. There's... Oh gosh! I mean, there's so so many things. It's really and, exciting. and they, they brought they brought me back. Several of the locations brought me back later on in the summer with the submarine to to go out and show mm-hmm. those things again and stuff. So yeah, there there's virtual reality at a bunch of the libraries, geoguesser quizzes and challenges. Yeah, this is a thing for everybody to do something all summer <laughs> long. There's not a time yeah. nobody is going to be bored. It, it's almost feeling like pre um, the word we shall not say, like we, the past few years, we've been doing a lot of, you know, hybrid and oh, online yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's almost feeling like the before this, days, this is, right? Yes, Where it's yes. like, this is our new, co- and there is, there's still a bunch of, of uh, virtual and hybrid stuff in this catalog too, just in case you can't mm-hmm. get out there for the people who are not in our local South Florida area who are listening to this, you can still participate. You can go into Beanstack and register for prizes and register and take part in these challenges with your Broward County library card that you can get, or your own local library system will help you out with all these things because every library in the country does this all summer long. Come join it. Yeah. Come have fun. It's really like our, you know, holiday season, right? It's our chance to really, you know, invite people back in. And if it's been a little while, um, come, come Come, check out. Come check out a building. 
Yeah. Pleasantly surprised of the yeah. all. If you're down here in South things. Florida, I don't know if there's any tickets left. Dave Barry, we, we oh, got a 300 plus seat auditorium that I think they're at least once sold out. I think. I, it's I, so cool. Check the catalog. Check the check the check the sites. There's a lot of stuff. Okay, there's so much stuff we got to get going here though because we got to. Go get ready for Saturday. Book Fest. We talked about it last week. Come see us on Saturday. And if there is a library or librarian you want to see featured on the show one week, let us know. Creationstation at Broward.org. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you on Saturday. Bye.